0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naramchiva Narottamam Devim Sarasvatim Vyasam Tato Chayam Udi Raya Nashta Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati ruttam Shlokke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishthiki Be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 24 Text 2 Asijjjñanam Adho Artha Yekam Eva Vikalpitam Yada viveka nipuna Adau krta yuge Ayuge Please repeat Aasic mato artha Repeat after me Aasic jnana artha Aasic
1: jnana artha
0: Ekam eva vikalpitam Ekam Yada viveka nipuna. Yada
1: viveka nipuna.
0: Ah, do Yuge Yuge. yuga. Ah,
1: do krata
0: yuga. Ah, sit nyana mato arta. Ah,
1: sit nyana mato
0: arta. He eva Vikalpitam.
1: Ekam eva Vikalpitam. pitam.
0: Yada viveka nipuna. Yada
1: viveka nipuna.
0: Ah, do Yuge Yuge. Asignamato Arthur
1: एकम Arthur
0: Ekam eva vikalpitam
1: Ekam
0: viveka nipuna nipuna Ekam eva vikalpitam, yada viveka nibhuna, adau krita yuge yuge, asityanam adho harta, ekam eva vikalpitam, yada viveka nibhuna, adokrita yuge
1: yuge, adokrita yuge
0: yuge, adokrita yuge yuge, Asit, asit there existed, existed. janam the, the seer atha u atha, atha. Atha, you. what is that atha thus artha da, the, the seen ekam, ekam one. one eva Ewa, simply avikalpitam kalpitam,
1: kalpitam,
0: undifferentiated,
1: undifferentiated.
0: yada when Viveka, in discrimination. Nipunaha, persons who were expert. Adav, in the beginning. krita Yuge, in the age of purity. Ayuge, and before that, during the time of annihilation. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Śrīla Prabhupāda, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki. Translation, originally during the Krita Yuga, when all men were very expert in spiritual discrimination, and also previous to that, during the period of annihilation, the seer existed alone, non-different from the seen object. Purport. Krita Yuga is the first age also known as Satya Yuga in which knowledge being perfect is not different from its object in modern society knowledge is highly speculative and constantly changing there is often a vast difference between people's theoretical ideas and actual reality in Satya Yuga however people are viveka Nipunaha or expert in intelligent discrimination. And thus there is no difference between their vision and reality. In Satya Yuga, the population in general is self-realized. Seeing everything as the potency of the Supreme Lord, they do not artificially create duality between themselves and other living entities. This is a further aspect of the oneness of Satya Yuga. At the time of annihilation, everything merges to rest within the Lord and at that time also there is no difference between the Lord who becomes the only seer and the objects of knowledge which are contained within the Lord. The liberated living entities in the eternal spiritual world are never subject to such merging but remain forever undisturbed in their spiritual forms because they are voluntarily one with the Lord in love their abode is never annihilated. Om Tat Sat. Om Adhyana timidantasya gyanan shalakaya chakshurun militam ye natasma gurave namaha mukam karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat kripa tamaham Vandeshi gurum jinatarinam paramananda madavam shi chaitanya mishwaram nama om vishnu Padaya krishna prashtaya bhutale Shri Mathe Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharini Pracharine Nirvishesh Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nithyananda Shri advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Bhakta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna. Originally during the Krita Yuga when all men were very expert in spiritual discrimination and also previous to that during the period of annihilation, the seer existed alone, non-different from the seen object. A very highly philosophical uh, verse, but at the same time very relevant to understanding reality. <clears throat> this has been a question for very long and even today if we ask science, if you ask philosophers, what is real? People come out with many different answers and a lot of them are perceptions, perceptions of the reality. What we see is it real has always been a question because we just perceive through our senses and our senses make it a reality. What I feel, what I see, what I smell is all conveyance from my senses to my mind, brain, and then I'm given a picture of reality, i given a perception of reality, given an understanding of reality. So the question is, is that interpretation real? Is that perception real? Is there a difference between what is real? There is something real out there. And am I getting to actually see it or perceive it or actually contact it? There's, a, there's, there's something happening in between the reality and me and therefore I may not be perceiving it or I may not be actually in touch with the reality at all. This has been a big question for long uh, and there have been many different theories on it. But in the Bhagavatam, there's no speculation like it's mentioned here. It straight away tells you, Aham eva sam eva grey. In the Chatu Shloki, in the beginning I only existed. It's a person speaking absolute truth. eva mevakri. And then, further shloka states, uh, I forget the beginning, uh, it says that Brahma, to Brahma, Krishna is saying, whatever you see in this world, which is seen not in connection with me, is not real, it's illusion. Simple definition of illusion, simple definition of reality. That's it. It's actually a foundational foundation. That is our premise. The absolute truth is Krishna, he is a person. Prabhupada said, full stop. That's all he explained, the whole thing. The absolute truth is a person. That's it. In the introduction to the Gita, Prabhupada says, there is conception of God and there is conception of absolute truth. Both are not the same. And the Gita speaks about the absolute truth. And then he goes and to say the absolute truth is a person. He is Krishna. So clear. Take it or leave it. It doesn't matter but this is reality. This is reality. Uh, so whenever we see things or whenever we perceive, touch, smell taste, everything that we do, when it is devoid of Krishna consciousness, devoid of connection with Krishna, is actually not true. It doesn't exist. It's illusory. But we cannot accept this so easily. We are sold out to that reality. We are sold out to the understanding that this is real. Now this is the meaning of illusion. This is the meaning of illusion. Illusion means... I don't know what is real and this appears to be real and I am interacting with it and I enjoy my senses and many things seem to be happening this must be real I embrace it but Krishna consciousness means there's another reality being pointed out to you Krishna is explaining to Uddhava also whatever you see in this world outside of you, outside of me, is not real. It's very difficult to actually think this is not real. And what does it mean? What does it really mean? It's amazing. The depth of illusion, for us to plummet that depth of illusion, requires guts actually. (laughs) I tell you, if you get into it, you may get completely lost. You get very scared, actually. Actually. We are not, we don't want that. That's why we just continue floating around in a particular type of reality which is comfortable to us. But self-realization means going to that depth. That's what even the Mayavadis and impersonalists do. That's one thing you can take your hats off with them. Difference between spirit and matter, boof, they know it. They know it very well. They explain it brilliantly. They explain it very well and they know this is illusion. This is illusion for sure. But they make a mistake. They make a very big mistake in thinking that Satyam jagan Mithya. it is illusion in the sense. In what sense is this illusion? It's illusion because you don't see the connection with Krishna. You can't say it doesn't exist. You can't say that's the difference. I mean, my simple understanding is a very uh each each person has got his own understanding its my simple understanding is that uh we don't actually say it is mithya false when we say illusion it means something else we don't say it is false we say uh not connected with krishna or in other words uh when we say this is illusion, this is maya, this is not existing, we don't say. You see, it's temporary. It's temporary. And I know how to explain that. But Prabhupada explained that very brilliantly in the Chaitanya Charitamrita and the Bhagavata in many, many places. He keeps explaining this. So, coming back to the point of the seer and the seen, what do you see? Bhaktisansri Thakur, uh, you know, he came to take darshan without his glasses. So one of his disciples ran up and brought the glass for him, Guru Maharaj, to take darshan. So Bhaktisansri turned around thing, you think I am able to see Lord through those glasses? He knows very well, I don't have the glasses, I know very well, I have come to take darshan. But he brought the glasses and gave. It's very interesting. And he said, you think I'm taking darshan through those glasses? You can never see. He said, you can never be the seer. And the Lord is the seen. It's the other way around, he said. He said, you are the seen. It was a very wonderful statement to me. I am going in front of the Lord so that my Lord, I am here. You see me. I am your servant. Rather than me saying, I am going to take darshan of the Lord, I am going to see the Lord, I put on my spectacles and see the Lord. You can never see him. You can't see him. You always remain the seen and he always remains the seer. So it's a different idea of darshan that you go and submit yourself and surrender yourself in front of the Lord and say, I am here, useless, rascal, idiot, number one completely dependent on you and you offer your obeisances to the Lord in humility. But if you go to take darshan then maybe you're not so humble and maybe you cannot whip up that humility inside you so easily. So Bhakshan Siddhartha pointed that out to his disciple. You think I can see just like this. It happened to me practically in Vrindavan. The first time I went to Parikrama they told me, you know, take out your glasses so many guys told me on the way that small boy said, Hey, Chashma nikalo. He told me like that. I said, What's your what's Whom are you talking to? I didn't know. Then another man came and told me, "Ye Chashma andar Bandar leke Told me the monkey will take it. I said, What? From <laughs> my nice looking glasses, I'm looking so handsome and smart. I want to walk around Vrindavan showing. I said, I want to see everything. Vindavan, the I didn't really pay attention. I didn't know what it was. Why are they talking like that? Man, who? Uh, because they said two monkeys, as two of my assistants both stand on either side. Walk with me. You don't have glasses. So in case any monkey does come, you know, do the needful. And the monkey that came was no fool. <laughs> that monkey was really sent by Krishna. <laughs> it came from behind, jumped on my shoulder and plucked my glasses and flew away. I thought, Wow! And I said, what are you two guys doing? We don't know. The monkey came. I was blind. My glasses were gone. And the thing went on top on that, you know, I don't know where the place is near, before the Jagannath Mandir and all comes. It went on top and stood on that, this thing and started chewing My spectacles. And I was going, my gosh, my gosh, you know, what shall I do? My spectacles, my spectacles. And then they all started throwing bananas. They bought bananas and some biscuits and packets and all that. That thing took the biscuits, they ate the biscuits and then kept chewing the, this thing. <laughs> then they told me, they told me, you know, come and meet the Swamiji here in the ashram. It was underneath that was an ashram. And that Swamiji had no legs or something like that. He came crawling and he said, Vrindavan Dekhne Jateo Chashma Se. He told me this. <laughs> it is very first time I... You think you can see Vrindavan with your chashma, with your glasses? Right? Why did you not listen to everybody telling you take out your glasses? You said it's because of the monkeys? No. You cannot see Vrindavan through your glasses. He you was speaking for this philosophy to me. <laughs> and my mind was going crazy. Where will I get my spectacles? And then finally, you know, somehow they got, they said, give me so many many rupees, I'll get it for you, and all that, I gave the money, and somebody went on top and got the spectacles, gonna be screwed up, chewed up, and all that. (laughs) It's not usable. But then I learned a lesson. Uh, That when I went back, after all, I quietened down a little bit, I was thinking, why did that Swamiji say this? You think you'll see Vrindavan with your glasses? So very interesting. What do we see? Or why do we see? Why do we endeavor to see? Every time we see, we appreciate, we enjoy through our senses. We're getting deeper into a different illusion. Especially when we have kept Krishna away from any connection with it. Right? And the more we delve into it, Wow, how wonderful is the scenery. You know, uh, how wonder- I went for a walk in the morning, said, Oh, what a beautiful campus. Rolling meadows and roads and you know so nice breath of fresh air uh, we enjoy a scenery, a thing, I'm not saying it's bad or am not saying we shouldn't do it but we just get drawn into becoming Krishna unconscious <laughs> very easily mm-hmm. in the world, with every small thing good prasadam, good this thing somehow by the mercy of the Lord it's prasadam. so maybe he's tolerating us even if we don't remember him that we taste Prashadam is absolute and we get some benefit. But the point here is that you are not the seer. But the living entity constantly wants to be so. He wants to be the seer. And that's where the confusion comes. So what is real? Uh, What is real? And what is illusion? That's... a big question. And in fact, if if science can understand this, crack this, everything will be alright, but we know that as long as you don't accept God, as long as you don't accept Krishna, you will never be able to see it. You will never be able to see it. Um, Therefore, devotees sometimes explain, devotee scientists, I thought it's interesting to refer to that. Sometimes explain that, Prabhupada is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, the phenomenal and the noumenal. Very interesting. Uh, Phenomenology uh, is another type of uh, whole philosophy wherein a phenomenon is something that you perceive. What actually is there is different. So even matter, they said, you are not actually able to see matter as it is. You only see a perception of that matter. You don't even see matter actually very advanced munis and sages they get to see matter out of their great penance and austerity and everything we don't even see matter in its full shape and size we just see something like or interpreted to us and that's what we experience even material life we don't fully get an experience of matter what to speak of spiritual life so knowledge of matter is what we are talking about. That's one realm. But then there is knowledge of spirit. There's knowledge of spirit. Then the, beyond that is knowledge of Krishna. Beyond that is knowledge of Krishna. So all these... Shri Sitaram mm-hmm. Lakshman Shri Lakshman Ki. So levels of knowledge, broad levels of knowledge uh matter material knowledge in that itself we have a lot of problems, and then there is spiritual knowledge, knowledge of spirit and beyond that is devotional life, knowledge of Krishna, and absolute knowledge, and everything. There are various levels of knowledge uh we are actually trying to study some small portion of it, which we are also not very clear about uh, in our education institutions, we learn something, 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 a little bit. That's why Bhagavad Gita Krishna is saying, Raja Vidya Raja Guhyam Pavitramida Muttamam. This is King of Knowledge, what I'm giving you. Difference between matter and spirit. First you must, one who has understood the difference between matter and spirit is a person who is in knowledge. Kshetra, Kshetra Matam Mama. In my opinion, knowledge means one who has understood the difference between matter and spirit. That's the definition of knowledge. That's a basic definition of knowledge. One who has understood the difference between matter and spirit, he can be considered to be having knowledge, basic knowledge. With that, he'll be able to get past matter, material afflictions, and situate himself in spirit. This whole chapter here mentioned in the first shloka is Sankhya Yoga, and Krishna is ex- uh, explaining to Uddhava this difference. And it's mentioned here that if you know this difference, then you can get free from material afflictions. Right? So everybody is trying to understand, all scientists have always been trying to understand elusive matter. They've tried so hard. It's, you know, consciousness, matter all these things are mysterious I heard, uh, I saw a TED talk of great authority David Chalmers was giving a talk in DRDO uh, Defense Research Development scientists uh, about you know 200, 300 scientists got together and we were speaking something about reality and non-reality and consciousness and I put on a talk of David Chalmers supposed to be the authority on consciousness. I think NYU, um, he was very clearly saying that we all know, we all experience consciousness. We know its existence, but we can never explain it. It just slips between our fingers. We know it's there and we just can't explain it. Uh, he was feeling, <laughs> he's saying it so feelingly, he's almost crying about it. You've been trying hard to bring it through it uh, so it's very interesting to watch that krishna has pinned it down if you don't get me you don't get reality you don't get me you don't get reality it's simply woven in like that it's if you if you just become my devotee you get to know everything without even being qualified without even being so-and-so, you get to know everything. Yasmin Vignate, sarvam evam bhavati By knowing whom, everything else is known. It's true. It's true. So sometimes people are asking, you and your faith-based uh, religious stuff, you guys will never make it to understand what is real. Uh, I've been having a lot of, you know, arguments and fights with some, you know, fringy devotees who are, you know, on their way out uh, because you guys did this, you're like this, you're like that and it's come to the point of saying all your religious guys are like this so wow really what were you doing all these days, <laughs> what were you doing all these days it's, the whole problem is about you have a lot of faith in what Prabhupada says, everything you say Prabhupada said, Bhagatam says, Bhagavad Gita says and that's what we, that's our whole premise and you don't even use your brain, your intelligence to understand whether what is mentioned there is acceptable. You simply leap and say, because Prabhupada said this. Said. I said, that's our great advantage. <laughs> that's a great privilege. And that's a great fortune we have. He said, stupid. You don't use your brains. I said, go struggle, use your brain. It's not that we don't use our brain. You use your brain to understand that this is the way to understand it, To have a little faith. To have a little faith. You see, this is very interesting. In the discussion between uh, Sarvamo Bhattacharya and Gopinath Acharya, his son-in-law, I mean, yeah, his, who's brother-in-law? I think brother-in-law? Yeah, his brother-in-law. So, there was a discussion that Lord Chaitanya has been picked up by Sarvamo Bhattacharya, brought to his house in his first visit to Jagannath Puri. He has fallen unconscious and Sarvamattacharya, you know, actually falls in love with Chaitanya (laughs) Mahaprabhu by watching his beautiful form. And I said, I want to do some experiment on this person, bring him home. And he has brought him home. It's already started working on him. And uh, he's still out of his false ego and has great learning and scholarship. And he's Sarvabhoma. So he tells Govindadacharya, you see, this very young man has taken sanyas. What's his name, Chaitanya? What is the meaning of Chaitanya? Chaitanya is the name given to an assistant to a sannyasi. Why is he calling himself Chaitanya? And he goes ahead to say things like, you know, you can tell him that if you want, I can do a whole Yoma Homa Yagyan and change his name. <laughs> I can give him the new name. Gobina actually is fuming. And he said, Yeah, I mean, you just don't know who this person is. Why don't you just keep quiet? You don't know. Oh, you seem to know? Yeah. You know. Relatives, so they're talking. You seem to know, is it? He said, yes, I know. And then he says, he is the same supreme personality of God described in the Vedas as Narayana. is here. Oh, from all the scriptures I have read. I don't think that is true. You know, they're having a very good talk. And he said, yes, you will not understand it. He says, yes, you cannot understand it. Then he says, Gokinath may I know? How is it that you alone understand it? And I don't understand it. I've read all the scripture and everything. I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, then he says that I know he's the Supreme Personality God. Then he says, I don't I can't conclude that I don't think so without any proper you know reference and everything together. But uh, you will not understand. He says, No, you will not understand. Oh, I won't understand and you have understood. How do I know that you have understood and I have not understood? Yes, the fact that I no he said how you need the mercy of the law to understand this he told this to Sarvoma. That's, that's the punch he said you need the mercy to be able to understand this then the, he asked so how do you how do I know that you have got the mercy and I have not got the mercy then he goes ahead to say that the fact that I am able to see him as the Supreme Personality of God and I understand and you are not able to is proof of the fact that I got the mercy you didn't. Okay. And you didn't. So he says, anyway, let's go ahead. He just, he just, you know, set it aside. But that was a very important point Gopinath Acharya made in his, you know, uh, analysis, threadbare argument in analysis. He said, I am able to see because I definitely know I got his mercy. And you cannot see, because you haven't yet got his mercy, and he was going to get it. Lord Chaitanya told Saravuma, I simply came here for you. And all the drama, he put everything together finally to make him understand. Uh, that and gave him mercy, and gave him darshan and everything. So he was very well going to get that mercy, very soon. So, faith-based systems, they say, but... Uh, it's not just ordinary faith. Bhakti The strong meaning of Shraddha, faith, is that I simply know that by doing Krishna Bhakti everything will become set right. Everything will become alright. Uh, I have full faith in the words of Krishna. This is the meaning of Shadda. And it's not like the definition given in the dictionary. Faith, and immediately they speak about religious belief, it's called faith. Where has it ever came about? I mean, where did, where did religious the religion have to come inside to define faith? They take religion as an example to define faith. In recent times, I think. If you check into the dictionary about a hundred years back, I don't think faith will be defined like that in the dictionary. So it's not that we are by having faith we are losing. By having faith we're going deeper into understanding the reality. So the seen and the seer, we don't speculate anymore like Satya Yuga people were very viveka nipuna. Vivekam means we're able to understand matter and spirit. vivekanupuna means they were able to see exactly as it is. Because we're very strongly connected in love of Krishna. Having bhakti, having love of Krishna brings in the reality. Having a or it's a byproduct of love. You don't have to separately go around searching for reality and checking everything up and all that. Reality experience. Is a byproduct of developing love for Krishna. Yeah, that's the Bhagavadam speaking very wonderfully. Om Tatsatshila ki Saitadi. Any question or clarification? Hare Krishna ma.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj, Um, uh, you spoke about um, the seen and the seer and uh, as a practicing devotee how do I practically implement this every day in day to day my life? How I uh, confirm that I am being seen, not the seer?
0: we don't have to prematurely burden ourselves with all the philosophical content in our practice. (laughs) We can know the theory and continue our sadhana with a simple mind of surrender to Krishna. It's not that every philosophical thing that we come to know or seemingly know, we need to burden ourselves in practice with that. That's why Prabhupada has made the practice very clear. You simply chant. Right now you simply chant. You simply read my books, try to understand the subject matter, discuss it, scrutinizingly study it from different angles. You distribute my books, you eat prasadam, you worship the deities. We do these things. Simply. Actually the whole point is remaining simple. I think it's far more difficult to remain simple. Complicated thinking is very easy. With the way the world goes, complicated thinking is very easy. Speculative stuff is very easy. To remain simple and on the track of understanding Krishna consciousness should be our effort. Simply follow Prabhupada's instructions. The rest of the realizations follow don't speculate don't speculate if you cannot understand something it's okay doesn't matter chant Hare Krishna loudly that's what I do whatever I understand sometimes some people come and tell me no that I think is a speculation I said okay it might be it may be a speculation I'm not saying that this is the absolute truth Uh, we speak our realizations what we think many times what our realization is we can't express it also, what I see, I'm not able to say, I'm not able to actually tell you what I see in English language, in earthly language, uh, to another person who's completely illusioned. Uh, and how do I convey to how two conditioned souls can convey to themselves the reality? How can they talk to each other? There are lots of problems actually. Invariably there'll be some discussion and argument. So the beautiful shloka in the Bhagavatam that says, says that that uh, all glories to the Supreme Lord situated in the heart of that person uh, goes like, a, forget the beginning of the shloka. <clears throat> uh, anyway, in the 11th canto, Krishna is telling, uh, I think Uddhava is saying, all glories to that same Supreme Lord situated in the heart of the person Uh, who is arguing and the person who is listening and he bewilders both of them (laughs) and they come to some other conclusion Uh, uh, both of them arguing about reality so, you know, what can be said? I say that simply follow very nicely what Prabhupada has mentioned, first learn to chant Hare Krishna without offenses then all reality will dawn on you gradually. We are not very eager to be realists that we can go around propounding it and making videos about it and throwing it on social media. See, I know the real stuff. That's the beginning of illusion, by the way, to think that you know. I think Socrates understood that. He said that the oracle said, when they went and asked, he said, uh, that person, Socrates, who says he doesn't know, is the one who knows. He's the one who knows. <coughs> Most people who know uh, are always going to be very pensive and deeply thoughtful and mostly say, I don't know. Because they're humbly saying so. It does not mean that everybody who says I don't know is a person who knows either. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's another thing. Uh, so. Remaining a little thoughtful, reading Prabhupada's books, Bhagavadam, chanting Hare Krishna, to each his own realization, whether you are able to mouth it or not, you have an experience of realization, that's more important. You, you know, you, your hairs can stand on end, wow, this is how it is. Many times, for devotees, I always want to know this. And you may not be able to express it, that doesn't matter. It's Krishna's gift to you. Right? And if He wants you to explain it to somebody, He will do that too. Because He's sitting in the heart of the person who's hearing too. And He only gives the realization. That's why it's mentioned here. Unless He is connected, you don't even get a realization. You get a speculation. Jai, any other question or comment? Hare Krishna, Srila Prabhupada ki,
1: Garantara Chimad Bhagavatam ki, Nittai Guru